yes. Hello, it's Thursday, December 7th. How you doing? Uh, morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. Uh, I tell you what. It's Pearl Harbor Day. Don't you ever forget. We never forget. Besides that, there are three things that I think you need to know. Oh, my goodness gracious, are there three things I think you need to know. Uh, Number one, Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus. (laughs) He has done it again. Writes an op-ed in the New York Times. It says, Sessions' anti-immigrant policies will make cities more dangerous. Oh, boy. Come anti-immigrant, not anti-illegal immigrant. Dude, I really question uh, the safety of the city of Tucson under this guy because he apparently, he wants to pick and choose who he thinks is a criminal or who breaks the law. Uh, Tucson is a very dangerous place with this guy in charge. I don't think he's up to the job, and I'll get into this. And on top of that, just the ignorance of him, or if you want the stupidity of the timing of this. How could he even think about, like, hey, this is a good thing to write at this particular moment, and I'll explain in just a second. Oh, yeah, he's doing that. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, right now the Department of Justice apparently uh, handed over, what, 10,000 texts? Over, I think it's over 10,000 texts. DOJ officials are now going through over 10,000 texts between the anti-Trump FBI guy, Strzok, Stroke, whatever his name is, and his uh, mistress, the chick he was cheating on his wife with. Over 10,000. I looked at my wife yesterday. I said, we've been married 11 years, been together like 15. Have we texted each other 10,000 times? I don't think we have. I said, do we have a good marriage? <laughs> have we not? <laughs> I mean, let's go. Yeah, over 10,000. Holy smokes. What, what, what's that, your mic? What, what, what? I'm pretty sure I texted my wife maybe like 12 times. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really into, I'm not a whole texting kind of a, you know, thing. And Dinner, what you want. Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, you it's, just, it's just not really, not really my thing, but uh, whatever. Uh, so that's, uh, that's the second thing that I think you need to know. And the third thing I think you need to know is, and no, what's going to happen? Al Franken is going to make an announcement today, but nobody knows if he's actually going to step down because now we have eight, eight women, eight women accusing him of groping and, and sexual assault, if you want. I mean, I mean, when you, you know, decide to grab a woman and lay your lips on her, isn't that sexual assault? I think that is. Well, it's not right. Yeah, I believe that's sexual assault. Um, he's going to make some kind of an announcement today. And I'm sure it's going to be boring as hell and whatever, but there you go. And by the way, all this random outrage from these uh, these women in the Senate, especially the Democrats, I think at the end of the show it was six. I think yesterday it got up to 33, though, uh, led by Kirsten Gillibrand. By the way, don't be fooled by that. Democratic senator from New York, Kirsten Gillibrand, uh, celebrated Bill Clinton all over the place. Uh, he campaigned with her uh, in 2013. Happy birthday. Thank you for what you've done. All this other stuff on Twitter. And all of a sudden now, uh, she's like, when it's politically expedient for her, she's like, you know what? He should have stepped down 20 years ago. If he's such a bad guy and you think he's a sexual predator, why are you hanging around with him, taking pictures with him, and having him campaign for you? Because you're a slimy politician like the rest of them. doesn't matter if you're male or female. Slimy politicians. So anyway, we'll find out exactly what, because there were stories that came out that Al Franken's going to step down, then his office said, no, he's not going to step down. Uh, And there's, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Three things 
that I think you need to know. But let's start with this, with the uh, Tucson police chief, Chris Magnus, who uh, I saw one TV report did a story on this. I think it was Tucson News Now. They said he was not available to comment. So if he's not going to talk to a TV station, he's definitely not going to talk to me. And I'm thinking, here we go again. You got a police chief that uh, decides to take, uh, you know, used to be pen to paper, now it's fingers to keyboard, and write this whole thing about his opinion and then not be willing to publicly speak about it? Brave guy. Brave guy. Uh, it's in the paper edition of the New York Times today. It came out uh, yesterday at some point on their website. Tucson's police chief. Sessions' anti-immigrant policies will make cities more dangerous. Now, uh, before I read to you some of the insane things that he's written, he has a history of writing op-eds without actually facts to back them up. I believe he did that about the uh, reciprocity situation as well. If you remember that, we, we talked about that. He likes to uh, write... Things based not on fact. He did it again here. You ready for the beginning of this from a police chief here in Tucson, Chris Magnus? Again, not even giving it to the local paper or whatever, but giving to the New York Times. Uh, does he want to run for office or something? I, I've never seen a police chief this political in my life. I mean, he is more political than some members of the Tucson City Council. And he's more political than some other elected officials, Pima County supervisors, you name it. Dude, just do your job. By the way, CBS says that uh, that Tucson is the 43rd most deadly city in the entire country. 43rd most deadly city in the entire country. So do we want to be closer to one? Or, eh, you know, might go for the top. Or, or 50 is like the worst. Well, there was a story I didn't get a chance to talk about yesterday. Apparently there was a shooting and a killing on Thanksgiving and they got the guy. And I'm thinking here's another example where uh, the police chief can call for a ban with the council, a ban on murder. Still not there. Uh, why? You know, you can't buy a gun at a gun show at the Tucson Convention Center. Why is this happening? I don't get it, right? I don't get it. Um, and I just keep hearing more and more awful things about the Tucson Police Department, morale, things like that. Anyway, uh, you got to hear this to believe it. This is, this is just, this is crazy. So this is what he writes. This is Police Chief Magnus. As the police chief here, I am deeply troubled by the Trump administration's campaign against sanctuary cities. Holy, right there. What? He's deeply troubled by their campaign against it. I'm thinking, are you that dumb? Kate Steinle's killer was protected. He, he admitted he went to San Francisco. Because he thought that he would, or he knew he would not be turned over to federal agents. And he wound up killing Kate Steinle. That happened just days ago. The ruling, not guilty, days ago. And you still have no problem by saying, I'm deeply troubled by the Trump administration's campaign against sanctuary cities. Hey, tell that to Kate Steinle's family. Tell that to Jameel Shaw Sr., whose son Jameel Shaw Jr. was killed by a gangbanger from Mexico. An illegal alien who was arrested three times and yet was released to the streets because out there in L.A. they didn't want to work with federal agents. They didn't want to tell him, we have an illegal alien here, we're going to hold him so you can get him and deport him. Tell it to Marianne Mendoza, whose son was a police officer up in Mesa, who was killed by an illegal alien driving the wrong way on four different highways because he was high and drunk. 
up in the Phoenix area. I mean, this guy is just oblivious. Seriously. Tucson, I mean, when you think it's bad with the leadership and everything else, they picked this guy for a reason. He has no problem standing outside with Black Lives Matter when he's a police chief of Richmond. With a sign that I agree with you. Yeah, they hate you. They hate cops. And you want to just appease them. But, you know, people here illegally? Whoa, cracking down on sanctuary cities? No, no, no. I'm deeply, I'm deeply troubled by this. And even writes, as the police chief here, I'm deeply troubled by the Trump administration's campaign against sanctuary cities, which refused to turn over undocumented, undocumented immigrants to federal authorities. So he's upset that cities won't turn over illegal aliens to the feds. What a police chief. Law and order? Really? Holy smokes. Can't just be me. I mean, it literally can't just be me. Can't just be you, but it can't just be me, right? Man, oh man, oh man. But wait, there's more. Washington is trying to retaliate against them by withholding fundings or funding for things like crime prevention, drug treatment, and mental health programs. Well, here's the thing, Chris. Um, let's just create a metaphor. As my child grows older, there's a chance, and right now he's almost going to be five, so I'm not going to hold it against him. But if my kid's like, I don't like this uh, for dinner. I think you should get me something different. I'm going to say, no, if you want something different, you buy it yourself. So if you need money for things like crime prevention and drug treatment and mental health from the federal authorities, you may want to work with them. And if they don't want to give you the money because you don't want to work with them and what they need, why are you surprised by this? Right? He writes, Tucson is not technically, uh, technically a sanctuary city. You love that, right? But we are closer to the border with Mexico, or we are close to the border of Mexico, and take pride in being welcoming to immigrants. And that's the whole thing. Remember, the Tucson City Council wanted to call itself a sanctuary city, but they were afraid of the uh, retribution, for lack of a better term. But uh, they declare themselves an immigrant welcoming community, which who isn't? So the technicality. He's basically admitting Tucson's a sanctuary city. So we're close to the border with Mexico and take pride in being welcoming to immigrants. Yet the government has warned us that our grants are in danger. People being in danger. Still, while federal judges in Chicago and San Francisco have ruled against President Trump's executive order to withhold money from sanctuary cities, the administration's crackdown on immigrants, immigrants, no, illegal immigrants, Chris, is already having a chilling effect on police community relations here. Really? Many community members have told me that Latinos are not turning to us for help or working with us as often as they have in the past. Well, that's their problem. Why? Because they're here illegally? They're gro- we get to pay for it. Their growing sense of fear and distrust is clearly a consequence of the anti-immigrant rhetoric. Wow. Not illegal. Anti-immigrant rhetoric coming from Mr. Trump and Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Oh, there's more. Just think about this, though. Because he mentions papers, if you lack papers at some point, if I remember reading that. I was just in shock reading this this morning. Um, he apparently sees no difference between immigrants and illegal immigrants. But if you talk to a legal immigrant, I'm pretty sure they'll tell you there is a major difference. They paid. They waited their time. They went through all the background checks. They did the right thing to do, right? 
They did they did the right thing. What if I steal a car? Of course, the title is not in my name. But I say, you know, why do I need the paper proving this is mine? What's the difference between a, a car owner and an illegal car owner? I would have legally owned it because I don't really have the paperwork, but I'm driving around with the car in my possession, right? So could I not say, this is my car. What do you want me to do? You want me to have the papers now? Now you want me to have papers? That's basically what he's saying. Crackdown on immigrants. They're not immigrants. They're illegal aliens. You crack down on people that are stealing cars. Well, I mean, geez, come on. I'm just trying to make a better life for my family and myself. I mean, we need to be able to get to, you know, certain places. I can't buy a car. I'll just steal one. It's like stealing someone's identity. It's like all this stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, Again, there are no facts. There's more in this. More in this. He talks about violent crime. You ready for this? Oh, wait till you hear what he says about it. We'll get to it in about uh, 6, 621, KNST. And you can comment, by the way, 880-KNST, 880-5678. We will continue uh, because this is some of the most amazing stuff. And again, we have maybe one of the most political police chiefs in the country. Holy smokes. And he he doesn't have the guts to back up what he writes by talking to me or anybody else in the media. Chris, we're here till 10 o'clock. I know you're listening. We're at Oracle in Fort Lowell. If you'd like, we'll let you write in. Email me, Garrett at KNST.com if you'd like. We're here for you, buddy. You can call in as well. I wouldn't mind if you came by with the uh, squad car. Yeah, why not? Chase some of these people away Yeah, outside. well. <laughs> Please. He never would. He doesn't know if you're here legally or not. We're going to continue. It's KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Talk. 6.30, thank you for hanging out. Going to be a chilly one today. It's already uh, it's chilly outside right now, to be honest with you. I mean, it was like in the 40s when I left. I'm like, holy smokes. Ryan's looking at me like, why are you... I have a sweater on. You have a sweater? You had a jacket. I know. I, I, come on. I I wasn't sure if to bring it, but then you get... It, I'm not going to wear it inside, but shut up. You're wearing a hat. You know what? Inside. I'm also flexing my right to bear arms, because I'm wearing a vest. Oh. Ah, <laughs> Come on, give it to me. This give is not right. Come on, give, this give is me. not right. Give me, I know. On. I don't want to give you anything. Come on. Anything. Zero. Oh. Zero. Uh, highs are going to top out in the low 60s today. It's windy out there, too. Gusts over 30 miles an hour. Uh, we could have a freeze warning in effect for Tucson and the east side and east of Tucson today as well. Uh, so it's finally going to be cold today and tomorrow and then be in the 70s. Enjoy it while it lasts. All right. Uh, real quick. Magnus. And I have so much more on this. It's so ridiculous what he has written, and he—it's like he won't talk about it. Who is the? What? Who does this anyway? Uh, the Justice Department could be playing a key role. He writes in the New York Times in building on the Obama-era policing reforms that many of my fellow police chiefs strongly support. Instead, the changes it wants to make to force local police officers to cooperate much more closely with federal immigration authorities will compromise public safety. By reducing community confidence in law enforcement. Again, how about the people who have lost family members to illegal aliens who have been let go because of sanctuary policies? So he wrote that. We'll compromise public safety by reducing community confidence in law enforcement. Okay, and he doesn't base any of this on actual facts, 
right? Not, not on facts at all. Um, hmm. I have a, uh, a story right here. Uh, crime drops in Phoenix after city drops sanctuary city status, former cops say. Oh. Oh. No way. Then there's, and we've, we've talked about this, a six-year study published last year by the University of California, Riverside, found, quote, violent crime is slightly higher in sanctuary cities. It concluded there was, quote, no statistically discernible difference in violent crime rates, rape, or property crimes across 55 cities studied. Slightly higher, not really statistically discernible. So basically, it throws everything that the chief has said in the past and what he has written into the garbage. Phoenix saw a drop in crime after it eliminated its sanctuary status, according to some former law enforcement officials. Wow. So I'm just curious. What the hell is he doing? This guy is is not good for Tucson. Is he going to get reprimanded? Do he have permission to do this? Is it, you know, is the city, of T- the, are the leadership here? I mean, they won't do anything to this guy. And then on top of that, again, the fact that this police chief doesn't have the guts to talk about what he wrote to back it up. Holy smokes. I'll get your reaction coming up because there's more to this story as well. 880-KNST, 880-5678-POUND250 gets you in as well just as for Garrett Lewis when it when you're prompted. We'll continue in about five. Here's the latest from Fox. Emulating talk. All right, three things I think you need to know at 641. Number one is the Tucson Police Chief, Chris Magnus. Uh, I got an email, I like this description of him, an activist masquerading as a police chief. Uh, wrote, wrote an uh, op-ed with no facts, just his opinion. To the New York Times, where he is very upset that Trump and Sessions are forcing forcing police organizations, police departments, to work with the feds to combat illegal immigration. And if they don't do it, the federal government threatens to withhold funding. He says it's going to make everything much more dangerous. Nothing actually to back up what he wrote, but he claims it's true. I mean, this guy, well, this guy's out there. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, the Department of Justice now going through over 10,000 texts exchanged between the anti-Trump FBI guy that was up there in uh, in Mueller's investigation that interviewed Hillary, the stroke guy, Strzok, whatever his name is, over 10,000 texts going through between him and his mistress, the, uh, the chick he was cheating on his wife with, who also worked at the FBI. Uh, third thing that I think you need to know is at some point today, Al Franken's going to speak on the Senate floor uh, we think he's going to resign, but we're not quite sure if he's going to resign. His office is denying it. Who knows what's going to happen? We'll find out. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, 880-KNST, 880-5678. If you uh, like and follow my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio, I will put up the New York Times story. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, at Garrett Lewis, you'll see I already retweeted it and invited Chris Magnus on the show and said, do not hide behind your words. Behind, you know, behind a, a, a just an op-ed. I mean, if you're going to write about it, have the guts to come out and back it up, you know? We'll see. You know, you shouldn't be so um, threatening in your in your text. And, you know, maybe you're just scaring him. He doesn't want to come on because oh. he's kind of afraid you'll be raided. <laughs> it's just these are I have questions. <laughs> I believe he owes the public answers. I, I you know what? Don't say you don't owe to me. You thought you owed them something by writing an op-ed in the New York Times, for God's sake. I agree. John, thanks for hanging on. Welcome to KNST. 
Hey, Garrett. Hey, um, I saw the uh, councilman, uh, Steve Koscheck on the uh, Rieto River when I was biking into work. Okay. I asked him about the Times Magazine, what, Steve, uh, what Chris Magnus said. New York, do you, know, do you, do you, do you, hang on, you mean the New York Times article? Yeah, the New York Times. Okay, sir. He, he, he said that Chris Magnus didn't, didn't say that Tucson is a sanctuary city and that they agree with everything he's saying, including that Trump is anti-immigrant. Really? Yeah. Steve Kozachi told you that face-to-face? Yeah. And that was this morning? This, yeah, just this morning. No kidding. He was in the pitch black. He was out there biking on, uh, the, you know, whatever, by the Rito. No, I, you I, was, I was riding my bike. He was running. Of course he was. Was he wearing Sergio Tacchini uh, sweats, running pants? He, no, he was in shorts and a T-shirt. Wow, this cold out, huh? Uh-huh. No kidding. So he says that they agree Trump's anti-immigrant, and they agree with everything that Chris Magnus wrote. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, John. And I appreciate he, you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. He, he, he told me to keep writing because we're going to continue to disagree. So he doesn't want to talk to anybody about it. He doesn't want to get into any disagreements with anybody about it. They're not going to agree with what the city is doing and what the police chief is saying. Wow. What did you say to challenge him? Nothing. I just kept, I kept riding my bike. So he, you asked him about it. He said, we agree with everything and just keep riding because we're not going to agree on this? Yeah, he told me to keep writing because we're going to continue to disagree. Well, what did you say to him that he disagreed with? I told, I go, that, I go, so you're, you're going to, you guys are going to stand behind somebody who's calling Trump anti-immigrant and who's saying that, that the city of Tucson is a sanctuary city. He goes, Chris Magnus didn't say that Tucson sanctuary city. Yeah, he wrote, not he technically, not technically. You know well, what not he, technically. That's what he wrote. And he, he didn't. Yeah, he said, that, just say, yeah, go ahead. And he. And he didn't say anything about the anti-immigration, what Chris Magnus says. You know what would have been a great thing to He's say to Steve Kazanchik? You say, hey, Steve, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but Trump married an immigrant. How is he anti-immigrant? He married one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, my God. Well, dude, thank you for standing up for yourself. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the insight. Thank you for sharing. Th- I appreciate you listening. Have a great day, man. Hey, you too. Thank you. Yeah, he's so anti-immigrant, he married one. Well, he only likes the beautiful, hot ones. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. I got something to say about that. What, what, what? Is no, that I wrong? I say about that. What? Was that wrong? No. Well, you're right. You're right. You're right. Such an anti-immigrant person. Oh, these people. You sure. want to know? Now you know why uh, Magnus was brought in here. Seriously, Tucson. Now, I thought it was bad. Can you get out the Steve Kazachik? We got to play that more often. When he said, we don't, we don't need any values, any Trump values here and stuff like that. Um I really felt Tucson was in a bit of danger and definitely, I mean, we know it's going down the wrong path. Uh, and, and Steve Kazachik said that, especially it's right below that number 107 right there. Now, when, when he said that right after he won re-election, you know, we don't need any Trump stuff. It's not our values. And of course we had someone call was, I think two days ago, a business owner said, man, we're getting more work construction work than ever before. Cause people feel like they have confidence in investing and putting their money out there and jobs and he goes, and it's not because Tucson all of a sudden is business friendly. It's because, you know, Trump's out there, you know, cutting regulations, doing all this stuff. And we don't need those kinds of values. So, again, you couple what Kazachik said with what the police chief in Tucson said, which literally makes it more dangerous to live in the city of Tucson. And you sit back and say, man, Tucson is in a very, very precarious situation.
it's it's going in the wrong direction even faster than I thought. It's not good. Bob, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Hello. Good morning, Garrett. What's up? I uh, want to compliment both of you guys. You're doing a terrific job. Now what has Ryan well, done? I mean, come on. I pushed the buttons. Oh, okay. One of, one of the things that I, uh, I I don't understand why you're upset that the uh, police chief won't talk to you, that the city council won't talk to you. I mean, they, they feel like they're they're aloof. They don't have to deal with any of you people. You people! What do you mean, you people? You people! (laughs) You guys, you You. ask too many questions. You put them on the spot. They don't want to be... That's not what they want to deal with. They only want to talk to people that agree with them. You know what? If I was a snowflake, I'd have my feelings hurt about that. I'm only only upset because I know, one, I I really believe that I have really good questions that they can't answer. Uh, Or if they could answer, maybe maybe I'd be, you know, surprised by that. Uh, on top of that, and I, I think they owe it to the public to put their, you know, to back up what they say. On top of yep. that, I think it'd be great radio. <laughs> so that's why you know they don't said. feel like they owe you anything. Yeah, and they, that, yeah. They, they just feel like they're aloof. Garrett, I talked to you a couple of years ago, and I told you about that I had a patent, and it was for, and I was trying to set up a business here, and and I couldn't really get anybody. Do you remember that? No, uh, I apologize. Patent. It was a patent for cleaning up emissions on coal-fired plants. Okay, but anyways. What I want I one other comment I wanted to make I was I tried to get in yesterday and I was the, I was about the Vale school district building oh, the houses yeah. yes the tiny houses so what the so what the school district is doing is they're picking the lose, winners and losers they've decided 14 people 24 should, yeah should well however many houses they're going to build or want to build those people are going to win and they're going to get subsidies and the other people hey Screw them because they don't have, they don't, they weren't the lucky ones. And you know what? If you're upset and you're, and you're not, because the people aren't making enough money, give them more money. Well, they can't, they, they can't magically come up with more money. They're given a budget by the state, and that's just how it is, man. They can't just all of a sudden well, do that. So, that. so they're finding extra money to do houses that they can't put that's it in some the other question. way well, look, and give them pay? I know. I mean, hey, hey, whoa, whoa. According to that uh, gentleman that was on, he said, you know, there's a, just like any government entity, there's certain buckets of money you can use things for. They he claims they want private investment. Again, listen, I don't I don't agree with it. I think it's I don't all of a sudden I, I I've never heard of all of a sudden Vale saying that we're losing teachers left and right because they have to drive thirty minutes to work. You know? Well, and I'm gonna tell you something. You look you can look a long time to find investors that are gonna put money into yes. a losing project. Well, I don't care how many you can look forever. I mean I have been in the real realty business, and people don't want to invest in things that lose money. Oh, of course not. God no. That's no, no, crazy. No, no, I no. totally do I that know. every I know. day. I know. Listen, I'm with you on that one, Bob. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for for chiming okay. in. Take care, man. Uh, yeah. And, that, and by the way, did you put that interview up again on my iHeart channel? Which one? That I did with that uh, Matt Federoff from the Vale School District. Yes, I did. If you missed that, he is a uh, he is not a school board member, but he works for them. Uh, in the IT department for Vail Schools, and uh, he was explaining how and why they want to have tiny houses up, who would, you know, the whole idea behind it, everything else. Uh, I, again, it just, I, I, I think it's a horrible idea. Uh, you know, they claim they're losing teachers, not going to be there. If you put 24 people, I mean, think of the hundreds, and he said it's not just for teachers, it's for also for uh, staff uh, that work there, other people that work there. So all of a sudden there's going to be 24 options. What about the other hundreds and hundreds of people? I mean, I it 
If it was that bad, somebody should build an apartment and uh, you know make more affordable housing in that aspect. But geez, or you live somewhere else. I mean, I, I'll bet you at Vail schools. I mean, I hear nothing but great things. Is it more enjoyable to teach at Vail versus TUSD? Would people not drive an extra fifteen minutes to go somewhere to you know to work? It's it's life. My God. You know, I don't enjoy coming down to Oracle and Fort Lowell because if you've seen the parking lot, again, the adults riding around on big wheels, <laughs> big wheels. at 5 a.m. and the <laughs> random people sleeping in front of the uh, the door. And it, should I, I, I wish I could demand that my, my company move to a nicer area. It ain't going to happen. 652, well, more on Magnus and the lack of facts and everything else. There's so much, so much. Uh, we'll continue. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Let's do it at 7.07 on this Thursday, December 7th. How about that, huh? Your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis on KNST AM 792. Sons, most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, number one, uh, Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus writes an op-ed in the New York Times. Because he's upset that the federal government, that Trump... Trump and Sessions want local law enforcement to help enforce and help crack down on illegal immigration. Uh, his his New York Times op-ed, it says, is titled, Sessions' anti-immigrant policies will make cities more dangerous. Of course, the Tucson police chief has literally zero facts in this to back it up, but what should you... I mean, he did the same thing about the reciprocity. Zero facts to back it up as well. Man, oh man, oh man. Uh, This guy is a danger to the community, by the way, a flat out danger to the community. Uh, But, you know, this just when I thought Tucson couldn't get any worse, I think it's actually worse now than it's really ever, ever been. At least from a a crime standpoint, too, and violence. Anyway, we'll get to that. Second thing that I think you need to know, the Department of Justice is going through over 10,000 text messages between the the anti-Trump FBI guy who was demoted to H.R., the one that was in charge of the Hillary investigation, the the one that interviewed Hillary, didn't put her on her oath, all this other stuff, the guy that uh, was part of the Mueller team until July or whatever it was. Yeah, over 10,000 text messages between him and his uh, mistress, who also is an FBI lawyer. Oh, boy, what are they going to find? A third thing that I think you need to know. Now, on that, we, let's do this. Uh, I think we got this good local one right here. Uh, there, there's been some some problems here in Arizona. When it comes to some state legislators and, uh, you know, some comments and hands and whatever, right, and insinuations and stuff like that, some lawmakers have been, uh, well, accused. Well, now apparently a uh, legislator wants these lawmakers that have been accused to get up to $18,000 from taxpayers on legal help. You get accused of something. What if they get accused of something else? Are they going to pay for that out of their own pocket? So we get to pay up to eighteen grand for people that may be big pervs. I understand they may be not guilty, but my goodness gracious! I mean, if somebody accuses you of something at work, are you going to you're going to pay for your own lawyer to back up yourself? Aren't you? We got to pay for this crap. Three things that I think you need to know. So let's get back to this uh, this Magnus thing. 
if you're just tuning in, and I'll, I'll get through the whole thing, okay? I'm not going to stop and give my opinion just yet. And by, by the way, Chief Magnus, you are more than welcome to come on this show at any time, 880-KNST. It's 880-5678. You can even hit pound 250. Ask for Gary Lewis. And we'll get you right to the front of the line. You can even come into the studio. You know where we are, Oracle and Fort Lowell, right by the Quick Trip. A lot of Tucson cops hang out at the Quick Trip. You know where we are. I believe you owe the public an explanation. You shouldn't just hide behind an op-ed you write in the New York Times, for God's sakes. I've never seen a police chief this political. And I've, I've seen a lot of police chiefs. That's why he was hired by the, the city council, because, I mean, he is, he's, just, he's kind of radical. The whole Black Lives Matter thing when he's the head of the Richmond PD. And remember, he is still named in the case because a bunch of his Richmond police officers, apparently he didn't see this, I think it was 11 of them, uh, were involved in an underage uh, prostitution thing where they were actually having sex and directing a 17-year-old a to have sex with people and stuff like that, and they were doing things with her. And apparently it all happened under his nose, and he had no idea. Right. Right. So anyway, Je- uh, Magnus writes in, the, in the, today's New York Times, Tucson, Tucson's police chief, Sessions' anti-immigrant policies will make cities more dangerous. Actually not true, but whatever. So he writes, as the police chief here, I am deeply troubled by the Trump administration's campaign against sanctuary cities, which refuse to turn over undocumented immigrants to federal authorities. He's troubled by that. Tell that to Kate Steinle's family. I can't say that enough. Tell that to Jamil Shaw, senior. We talked to so many moms when I was out in D.C. back in June uh, who lost children to this. Okay. He's troubled by it, though. Washington is trying to retaliate against them by withholding funding for things like crime prevention, drug treatment, and mental health programs. So here's the thing. Magnus wants Washington, D.C.'s money, but doesn't want to work with Washington, D.C. He writes, Tucson is not technically a sanctuary city. Technically. But we are close to the border with Mexico and take pride in being welcoming to immigrants. What does that even mean? So since we're close, we're going to overlook things? We're cool with illegals? Yet the government, he writes, has warned us that our grants are in danger. Still, while federal judges in Chicago and San Francisco have ruled against President Trump's executive order to withhold money from sanctuary cities, the administration's crackdown on immigrants is already having a chilling effect on police community relations here. He's cracking down on illegal aliens, Chris. Many community members, he writes, have told me that Latinos are not turning to us for help or working with us as often as they have in the past. Their growing sense of fear and distrust is clearly a consequence of the anti-immigrant rhetoric coming from Mr. Trump and Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Anti-immigrant rhetoric. Again, Chris, if Trump hates immigrants, why'd he marry two of them? He's got Melania now. And then you have Ivana, the first one. Oh, he hates immigrants so much that two out of his three wives are immigrants. You're right. You're right. He's married three times? Yeah. Didn't learn his lesson the first time? He's the Don. (laughs) He's not a perfect man. The Justice Department... That's you! Yes, Magnus writes, could be playing a key role in building on the Obama-era policing reforms that many of my fellow police chiefs strongly support. Instead, the changes it wants to make to force local police officers to cooperate much more closely with federal immigration authorities. Oh, that's so bad, right? Magnus writes, that will compromise public safety by reducing community confidence in law enforcement. Uh, What you're writing with what you believe, actually, 
lowers our confidence in your law enforcement in law enforcement. Okay, I'm gonna stop it right there for just one second. Let me just let me just point to you one more time, and I'll put all this stuff up. Uh six-year study published last year by the University of California Riverside found violent crime is slightly higher in sanctuary cities. And it concluded there was no statistically discernible difference in violent crime rates, rape, or property crimes across 55 cities that were studied. Phoenix saw a drop in crime after it eliminated its sanctuary city status. Yeah. Yeah. Levi Bolton, executive director of the Arizona to the Arizona Police Association, um, said it, it's, he, he said we, we've actually seen a decrease in crime. In May 2008, Phoenix reversed itself, becoming a non-sanctuary state. Under the policy, police had full discretion to ask suspects about their immigration status and had the freedom to call ICE. Bolton said, Levi Bolton said, quote, we saw a decrease in crime. It had a deterrent effect on folks because the risk of discovery went up exponentially when we actually enforced the law. What? No way. Levi Bolton, again, Arizona, let me get this correct, Arizona Police Association, executive director to the Arizona Police Association, spent 25 years patrolling in Phoenix, said, quote, when we eliminated our sanctuary policy back in 2008, we saw crime, violent, and stolen vehicles fall by 25%. We saw a 20-year low crime rate. When we were allowed and had the discretion to contact our federal immigration partners, crime fell Drastically. According to city-data.com, which collects data from various government agencies, from 2008 to 2009, Phoenix's murder rate fell 27%. Robberies by 23%. Assault by 13%. Burglaries fell by 14%. Theft fell by 19%. The numbers for each category fell the following year as well by smaller margins, but they fell. So Chris Magnus actually, with his ideas, wants to make Tucson more violent, less safe. Those are facts. Those are facts. Let's continue with his op-ed. You ready for this? Again, that's after he wrote, Man, if you force local police to cooperate more closely with federal immigration authorities, that'll compromise public safety. Bull crap, dude. To be sure, he writes, violent crime has risen in some cities over the past couple of years. But the administration's response, paradoxically, uh, is short-sighted policies that hurt local law enforcement agencies. An associate deputy attorney general, Stephen Cook, recently explained the department's rationale this way, quote, It's unfortunate that cities like Chicago are more interested in implementing their extreme sanctuary policies that put criminal aliens back on the street than in, in addressing violent crime. Well, it's true. But, Chris Magnus writes, that couldn't be farther from the truth. Public safety has always been our top priority. Uh, Wow, thanks, Chris. I mean, again, there's literally no facts here. He writes, the message from Washington is that cities need to refocus on law and order. Yet the harsh anti-immigrant rhetoric, and he writes that a whole bunch of times. It's not anti-immigrant rhetoric, man. And Mr. Sessions' reckless policies ignore a basic reality. So he's reckless. But telling your police to not work with federal immigration authorities, that's okay. That's not reckless. Come on, Magnus. 
Anyway, he says Sessions' reckless policies ignore a basic reality known by most good cops and prosecutors. If people are afraid of the police, if they fear they may become separated from their families or harshly interrogated based on immigration status, they won't report crimes or come forward as witnesses. It's just the liberal way of thinking. It really is. Uh, You know, by the way, Tucson, according to CBS News, the 43rd most deadly city in the country. When crime victims, he writes, and witnesses are unwilling to testify because they're afraid an ICE agent will be waiting to arrest them at the courtroom doors, real criminals go unpunished. Real criminals. You come here illegally, Magnus doesn't think you are a, quote, real criminal. It means drug dealers and people who commit domestic and sexual violence are free to exploit a voiceless class of victims. Such criminals become a threat to us all. Yet I just told you about the actual facts, by the way, showing how crimes dropped across the board. He actually has no evidence. He bases his whole op-ed has no actual facts like based. Look at this. This is backing up my opinion. This is nothing. He writes, it's a simple formula. When crimes go unreported and unsolved, criminals are empowered. Hey, why didn't you go catch the mayor's carjacker then? Most well, law- you got to bring up old stuff. Yeah. Most law enforcement professionals agree that sanctuary city designations mean little from a policing standpoint. Almost all local law enforcement agencies, regardless of the sanctuary or immigrant welcoming policies adopted by their jurisdictions, cooperate with federal authorities to go after drug cartels, human traffickers, and transnational gangs. Remember, he's also the guy that got rid of the plane that TPD had. Sold it to Pinal County Sheriff's Department. You didn't want to, you didn't, you didn't want to track anybody. No, no illegals, no. Uh, yet these designations, he writes, can serve a legitimate person, meaning, purpose, meaning immigrant welcoming, stuff like that. They make clear that everyone in our community has a role in preventing and reducing crime. That's what he writes. And they send a message to all members of the public, whether they have immigration documents or not. There it is. That police are first and foremost there uh, to protect them. So again, why not? I mean... It doesn't matter if you have documents or not. So if I steal a car, I don't have the document saying I own it. You going to let me go, Chris? Are you really stealing it or just borrowing well, it? I, I guess I'll tell them I'm borrowing it. I'll give it back at some point. I just need it. The Justice Department wants Americans to believe that recent upticks in violent crime are tied to undocumented immigrants or cities' failure to get tough on crime. He writes, the facts don't support the narrative. Of course, he doesn't have facts that actually support that. Anyway, the reality is cities with fewer crime-fighting resources often experience increases in crime. So he's saying, I don't want to work with you, but I want your money. Crime also may increase in places where crime victims and witnesses are fearful of working with law enforcement. Again, I just told you about Phoenix, right? When they lost their sanctuary city city status, they said, we're not doing it. Crime fell. 880-KNST, 880-5678. There's more. i got to take a break. I'll get your reaction coming up. Pound 250 gets the NGS for Garrett Lewis. I mean, this guy is, is, this guy is dangerous. Again, not only is it just dangerous and irresponsible what he wrote. I mean, it really is. It's dangerous and irresponsible. On top of that, uh, I mean, talk about clueless. Kate Steinle's murderer was let go of, say, he was put back on the streets because of sanctuary policies, and he killed Kate Steinle. That was just days ago that he was found not guilty. And you still said, I don't care, I'm going to go with this. I mean, talk about being literally clueless. This guy's not up for the job. I mean, it's, I feel bad for the city of Tucson. I feel it's dangerous. It's dangerous. We'll continue in five. KNST AIM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Seven twenty-eight. thank you for hanging out. Uh, only about 62 for a high today. 
And again, uh, iHeartRadio.com, search Garrett Lewis, or iHeartRadio app, search Garrett Lewis. Either way, you can go to my channel. That's my channel, you search Garrett Lewis. And uh, Ryan puts the entire show up every day and highlights, and including yesterday, the interview uh, that took place with the uh, the gentleman, Matt, from uh, the Vail School District about their their uh, tiny home community that they'd like to uh, build or at least have people invest in, which, again, uh, you know, man, uh, it's got to be rough to make people want to drive a half an hour to work. God forbid anybody do that. I mean, that's where these teachers, man, they give other teachers that actually don't mind driving or working a bad rap because it's like only they complain. I mean, I know there are people that live on the complete northwest side of town that work for Raytheon. Yeah, my neighbor across the street does. And, and, and right, he drives and it's Red like Rock an hour and something. Man, you know what we need? We 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 need to have <laughs> you guys move closer. You need, you need to build a community. I mean, come on, get out of here. Anyway, uh, more on Magnus coming up as well. We'll get some calls. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Steve, welcome to KNST. Hi. Oh, I think he was right about one thing. They are failing to report crimes as much. Who? Who is? Uh, who is? But everyone in Tucson is failing to report crimes. It's due to his cutbacks and his inability to retain officers. You can't get a cop to show up for anything short of murder in this town. Yep. Yep, there's a reason why people are leaving left and right and early retiring from TPD, and they are, they are, uh, they don't have nearly enough officers. Nearly the enough officers, officers. I know the only ones hanging out are the ones that have 15 years plus, and they're just waiting to retire. You know, do you talk to them at all about their personal opinion of Chris Magnus? What's that? Do you talk to them at all about their personal opinion of Chris Magnus? Uh, they don't talk about personal opinion, but they do talk a lot about the morale and just the policy changes and. And they just want to basically keep their mouth shut because they don't want anything said about them. They're just riding their time out until they can be out. Well, what do they All say? All the young ones yeah. get trained and go somewhere else. All the old ones are riding their time out. Now, the morale. What do they say about the morale, though? Oh, it's, it's in the tubes. And a lot of it is TPD, but a lot of these old-timers, half their problem is the county attorney also. They get tired of arresting people over and over and over again, and she just pleads all her cases down so she can say she has a high conviction rate. Uh, but, yeah, they got one little charge instead of everything they got arrested for. They're back out on the street the same day, two days later, three days later. So between the morale in the police department and having to arrest people 10, 15, 20 times before they ever go to jail, mm-hmm. a lot of them are just done. They're just riding their time out. Well, thank you for sharing, Steve. I appreciate it, man. Take yeah. care. You're not, you're not the only one. I have, I have sources in law enforcement, and they're literally, I've had several of them texting me throughout the morning. Um, you're 100% right about Magnus. His guys hate him. Citizens of Tucson are the real victims in this. Yeah. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Um... I got a uh, I got a text from Sheriff Napier because now Pete, he doesn't want I'm pretty sure and I'm I don't want to speak for him but I'm pretty sure he's like all right I got to make sure that people don't think that this is uh, what what T, what Magnus thinks is what takes place also the Pima County Sheriff's Department so Sheriff Napier said uh, we will continue Pima County Sheriff's Department will continue its practice of cooperating with our federal law enforcement partners as the public should expect that we would however it's not our role and we don't have the resources to engage in proactive enforcement. Of federal immigration laws, I only have 500 deputies. There are all, uh, nearly 4,000 Border Patrol personnel in the Tucson sector. We work well with our federal partners, but stay in our respective roles. 
So I said, but if you arrest someone and they're here illegally, you contact ICE, right? And he said, yes, of course. If we arrest someone for a crime in Pima County who otherwise committed any other federal crime, should not the public fully expect us to notify federal authorities and cooperate with them? Of course. So there you go. Uh, More on this Magnus thing. Uh, And again, he keeps writing op-eds without actual facts. He did it about, do you remember when he wrote about why gun reciprocity and the House just voted on it? It's going to go to the Senate to where, you know, you have a concealed carry here in Arizona. Guess what? Go to New Mexico, go to California. They should recognize it. It will become law soon. Um, He wrote how that's a danger. He wrote all kinds of things without facts backing up, but it's just his opinion. We'll continue more on this Magnus stuff, and I'm going to put the uh, the article on my Facebook page. Please like and follow my Facebook page, and you can link to it, and you can read it. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow. More of your action coming up as well. Right now, it's 733 on KNST. Here's Fox. I know. 741. I found that to be weird. Anyway, it's, uh, it's, it's cold outside, but it doesn't look like a soup day because it looks like it's nice because the sky is clear. It is blue. Three things I think you need to know. Number one. Uh, Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus writes an op-ed in the New York Times claiming that uh, the Trump sessions policies on illegal immigrants are making cities more dangerous. He's again, the opening sentence is just unbelievable. I'm deeply troubled, he writes, by the Trump administration's campaign against sanctuary cities, which refuse to turn over undocumented immigrants to federal authorities. He's mad that the Trump administration and Jeff Sessions are saying if you don't turn them over. You just let him back out to the community. We're going to cut funding. We're going to cut grants. He wants to be able to do what he wants and still take their money. And he claims that it's going to be dangerous, even though the actual crime statistics prove the opposite. Uh, the police chief is a dangerous man. He literally is not good for the community. Not good. We'll get into that. I just put it on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Uh, and tone deaf, too, right after the Kate Steinle verdict, he comes out with this. That's what's dangerous, really. A guy was literally turned over because of sanctuary policies to the streets, and he killed a lady. What? And this is why he won't talk publicly, by the way. This is why he hides behind his words. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, Al Franken at some point today is going to, uh, and I think they're waiting on it. He's going to make a statement on the Senate floor. We assume he's going to quit, but his office says he's not going to quit, so we'll see what happens. Keep it tuned here to KNST to find out what's going to happen there. Third thing I think you need to know, Department of Justice uh, looking through over 10,000 text messages between the anti-Trump FBI guy uh, who uh, got fired from Bob Mueller's independent counsel that's not very independent. Uh, 10, 000, over 10,000 text messages between him and his mistress. How many times do you text your wife? Ten th- over 10,000? They're going to find lots of stuff in there, I'll tell you that. Three things I think you need to know. All right, 880-KNST, 880-5678. Um, I, I believe, and if you've been listening, I did basically put the, the op-ed that the chief has written to shame by using facts, uh, and and that's you know that must be a tough thing to do, right? Tough thing to do. Uh, let's uh, go to the phones real quick. Richard, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Hello. Hello. Hi. Nice, nice talk to you. Good morning. Well, so far. Uh, yes, I want to talk about the police chief. Sure. Uh, 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 he's a terrible man, politically appointed by the council. That's yep. who he works for. Yep. He's only trying to keep his job, and the people that work for him. The, the supervisors, the assistant chiefs are yes man. Everybody else that tells them what to do helps them, uh, files reports, gives them the data he does not want to see or the public want to see. They will change the data. And when those officers give him what they need, he needs to hear, 
he demotes him. Well, hang, 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 hang on a second. Hang, hang on a second. Hang on a second. How do you know this stuff? I have a lot of friends that are cops. Okay. Morale is at the all-time low. The worst. He is hurting the taxpayers. He's hurting the community. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a threat to the community. By not putting people away, doing his job, he's hurting the community. I agree with you. That, that's and, my and the only question. crimes TPD will investigate are assaults. When people get injured, people get hurt. Other than that, no other crime will get investigated well, properly. I don't know if you have friends. I'm and just so curious. Hang on, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on. If, if 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 I mean your friends are police officers and stuff like that, and I want to ask my uh, police officer sources that I know, but I, I wonder why the union won't stand up to him and say anything. The union is weak. All the unions in the city are too weak. Too weak. Um, they're, they're yes men. Uh, the reason the unions uh, are weak is because they're paid by their members to do their job or to to uh, represent them. Mm-hmm. But uh, whether it be uh, TPD or T, uh, TFD, they're making an extra thirty to fifty thousand dollars as union members. But oh. they will not go against uh, their own chief because um, because everybody. It's a union-driven a system. Yeah, I know, but I just, don't, I just don't understand. I mean, if they think what he's doing is wrong, the union should fight back against him, shouldn't they? Shouldn't they say we, are, we they disagree should, with what he's they, doing? I, I believe, oh, I truly believe in what you say, but they won't. It's, too, it, it's just too easy not to... It pays the same, no matter what you do. That's, that's the whole city system. It gets paid if you work hard or don't work hard. Mm. Union or not. So they're not going to uh, rock the boat. Okay. Okay. And it and it's horrible because who loses is the taxpayers. Yep. Yep. And and and, and these illegals. Oh my God! They're ninety nine percent are very good people, but that one percent that we see or did see, unbelievable. You know they would rape their mom. They well, would let's, rape their kids. Let's not go crazy. First, you know we don't. And thank oh, you no, for the no, phone no, call. No, I, I, I know. Thank you very much for the phone call. I don't know if you can say 99% are great and 1% are bad. I don't say you rape their mind. Let's just not go crazy right there. That's just, that's just not needed. Um, however, I mean, just what the, uh, the police chief wrote, and he said that again, and that, that first sentence is truly remarkable. Truly remarkable. Can you get the soundbite ready of the, uh, the, the Kate Steinle killer, Gar- Garcia Zarate? Just a second. He writes again, I'm deeply troubled by the Trump administration's campaign against sanctuary cities, which refused to turn over undocumented immigrants to federal authorities. Um, And he writes uh, that, again, if we lose grants, it's going to make everything bad. Here we go. The changes it wants to make, meaning the Justice Department, to force local police officers to cooperate more closely with federal immigration authorities will compromise public safety by reducing community confidence in law enforcement. So again, he's saying basically that if we have to help crack down on illegal immigrants, it's going to make uh, the streets, the community, less safe. He couldn't be more wrong. Cade Steinle's shooter in the jailhouse interview. Do you remember when this took place? Listen to what he said with the local ABC station there in San Francisco. You did shoot her. That's mm-hmm. unlike the boom, boom, three times. Did you keep coming back to San Francisco because you knew that they wouldn't actively look for you to deport you? Yes. There you go. That's why the chief won't speak publicly. He doesn't have the guts to back up what he actually believes because he knows he can't do it. I am li- Listen, I am opening myself up to this as well. I could invite him on the show and he could literally embarrass me and tell me why I'm wrong about all this stuff. He could have 50 examples 
of his policies making sense, and I'm giving him the chance to actually publicly make it. Now, I don't think he really has those, because if he did, he'd probably put them down in his op-ed, but he never seems to actually have facts in any of the op-eds that he writes. That's why he is sitting there being, being quiet. I wonder what he would say also to um, the, uh, the family of Grant Ronnebeck. Remember him? The quick trip uh, clerk up in Mesa, 21-year-old uh, kid who got shot in the face when an illegal alien who was already released back to the streets a couple of times. They knew he was here illegally, and yet he was released to the streets. What would Chief Magnus say to them? Yeah, exactly. Nothing. Nothing. Hides behind his words. What a... I mean, how can you take this guy seriously? And again, what's even more frightening is that the Tucson City Council and the mayor, they support this guy. They believe the same thing. So, uh, once again, uh, either you know, how do you fix this? Tucson businesses need to step up, or do they believe it too? They need to step up and demand change? Who in the hell wants to go to Tucson now? Again, remember we did all these stories. Again, CBS News, Tucson is the 43rd most deadly city, right? In the country. 43rd in the country. And what, what were we uh, in crime? Were we like the third? I mean, we were... Uh, we, we had some crime. I got to look this up again. There was a uh, oh yeah, Tucson in top 10. Well, that's back a few years ago. In 2014, top 10 for property crimes nationally. I mean, we have a we have some major problems when it comes to to crime here. He's not solving it. Oh yeah, here we go. Uh, Tucson is the sixth most dangerous big city. Magnus literally has done an awful job, except to push an agenda. That's all he has done. Um. Here is the story. It comes from November, just last month, just a few weeks ago. Yeah, I know. I'll get to it. Apparently, we are the sixth most dangerous big city in the United States. Reward expert came up with that. A report said we analyzed FBI crime stats, contextualized them, keeping in mind the fact there is much more to safety than crime and murder rates. It analyzed U.S. cities and towns with populations of more than 3,000 people using 32 safety indicators, and we are bad. Homicide rate barely above national. But when you consider everything else, we are bad. All right, 751, we will continue. You can comment also, 880-KNST, 880-5678. It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk.